The Carson Wentz signing is official. We're ranking the Rams rookies this season who have been the best. We're throwing out grades. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor. Join the party. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button. We're getting close to 10,000 subscribers. It's all thanks to you. And let us know, how would you grade the Rams rookies? My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC under score LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. SI 24 seven sports Dodgers nation. Now the Rams four locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre half and post game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams. He's known the streets as the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And just a reminder that today's episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $1. Now, Travis, we're going to get into these rookies. We're throwing out some grades. We're doing an entire show dedicated to this excellent rookie class. But first, a quick little update on Carson Wentz. The Rams have made it the signing of official Carson Wentz is in the horns how we feel in a couple days after I think one of the most interesting things about it is that kind of you know reading and, and listening to people who cover the league at large and talking about the Carson Wentz signing is that nobody was like you know what this is a pretty good idea you know what this may be the answer that they need it was met with universal meh it was, it was, and and I think that that's meaningful. I think that that is something that 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 tells us a little bit of something about where Carson Wentz in his career. I, I think it tells us a lot a bit about what uh, they think about Carson Wentz as a locker room presence because it wasn't ancient history that he was at least a, a decent NFL quarterback. And uh, when the whole thing kind of came down that it was met with, you know, whatever, I, I think is pretty interesting. And I think it also speaks to where we were with Brett Rippon. So hopefully we never have to see him play. Hopefully Matthew Stafford comes back. Hopefully he's healthy to go. And hopefully we just get a couple of cutaways of him in a baseball cap with a headset on. Yeah, all I know is he's a massive improvement from Brett Rippon. He's yes. Tom Brady compared to Brett Rippon. I don't want Brett Rippon to hurt me ever again. So Carson Wentz, good luck. Hopefully it works out. We kind of poured a little cold water on him as a future stopgap, whatever that means for this franchise. But yeah, definitely having a Carson Wentz can actually help this next guy we're going to talk about because we're going to do our countdown of the best rookies this season. And yes, this has been a frustrating season after a really solid start where we kind of moved the goalpost on this year. We're talking about playoffs for a while there, but now it's a three and six season. A lot of frustration, but let's not forget, to me this year, no matter what, as long as A.D. Cup and Matthew Stafford come out healthy, 
When you look at this rookie class, the success that they've had, I think you have to call this season success, and it starts with Puka Nakua. He has been the best Rams rookie of this year, an absolute diamond in the rough, a gem of a find there in the fifth round. And he's been one of the best receivers in the NFL at this point. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think he's at the head of the class for this particular Rams um, uh, crop of rookies. You know, they drafted 14 guys. Puka, they get in the fifth round. Uh, he he was terrific through the first five, six weeks of the season. Not, like you said, DMAC, not just good, but one of the best. Now, since then, not so much. There all obviously are extenuating circumstances that kind of explain some of that away, namely the the last game with Brett Rippon. I don't think anybody was going to have a good day as a wide receiver there. But I, I would like to see – I don't know if you got to get back to the where he's catching 10 passes and he's going for 150 yards regularly. But I do think that there's something to be said for let's – you know, that, that it went up really high and then it started to drift back down. Let's see it get back down to – or back up, I should say, to a more – manageable level a high manageable level but a manageable level because as good as he was that it has been kind of this slow bleed since then i think that having matthew stafford back will help a lot i think that cooper cup starting to find his game a little bit will help puka nakua but all said puka has been probably the highlight of the season so far 100% absolutely one of the bright spots on this team and I think for me yeah you want to see him pick up that production I mean just look at the first game of the year he came out of the gates 10 receptions for 119 yards on 15 targets yeah. in their season opener win against the Seattle Seahawks really a star was born that day and what really boggles my mind is it's not like he was an elite receiver at BYU as far no. as overall production his best season with the Cougars 805 yards six touchdowns and an additional 148 yards on the ground. So it's not like there was a big and long track record of this kind of success during his career, but give the Rams all the credit in the world. They identified it. He was someone that looked like he was born to be a Los Angeles Ram. And you just look at the records that he's setting. He leads the team with 64 receptions, 827 receiving yards. He has two touchdowns. He did drop that touchdown against the Cowboys. You want to see him find the end zone a little more, but he is basically across the board setting all kinds of Rams records this year. He broke the franchise record for most receptions in a season by a first-year player, and we're at the midway point. He's currently seeing at 64 catches with eight games left to go. I mean, it's unbelievable. My question is, do you, how many catches and extra yards do you think having that lettuce accounts for? I mean, the hair has to be a factor, right? <laughs> he, look, he's he's got the hair. It hangs anybody's hair who hangs out the back of the helmet. And never forget her in the season when he had the little strand that poked through the hole in the <laughs> opening. That was the that was kind of a, a highlight for him as well. I, I like what you said, D Mac. That this is a prototypical Rams draft pick, right? That because, like you said. At BYU, he didn't have numbers that just jumped off the page at you. Said, "Okay, what, what's going on over there?" His combine numbers were not, you know, eyeball popping. Where wait, he ran the forty and what? They're just pretty good. They're maybe a little bit below NFL average, right? Just not quite what you're looking for for a high level pick. I think that's where the Rams have really thrived, and that's where the Rams have really been able to identify at that particular position. Um, it, it, it maybe mostly with Cooper Cup and now Puka Nakua is 
Are you a good football player? Are you a smart football player? Will you be able to adapt to what it is that Sean McVay wants to do offensively? Are you in sync with the quarterback? Do you see the game the same way that the quarterback sees it, that the head coach sees it? And can you bring that out onto the football field? I don't care necessarily what your 40 time is, but I need you to be in the right spot at the right time and the quarterback's going to know it. That's Puka. That was Cooper Cup. Those are the sorts of guys that, that look, everybody would love to take, uh, you know, a guy that's the number one pick overall, super fast, six foot five, can jump in the air and run past it. Everybody wants that. But what can you find when you don't have the ability to pick in the top, you know, 10 picks or so? Can you find a guy that makes an impact? And they certainly did with Puka. 100%. And you mentioned getting to those right spots, finding those soft zones. Is it me or he just plays like he's 6'4", like he's 6'3", yeah. but he's 6'1", 210 pounds. It's not like he's the biggest guy on the field, but he plays big, strong, aggressive hands, got that catch radius, runs really solid routes, continues to improve it. And it's not like he's just some possession receiver that's doing digs and getting his catches. No, you're seeing yards after catch. You see him make impressive grabs. Just look at his first career touchdown. It was a 22-yard walk-off TD in overtime to get the Rams to win over the Colts. How about the 32 yard catch on the far sideline against the Steelers where he gets both of his feet in, gets both of those toes in a phenomenal catch. So he's got more agility than you realize. He's someone that has made fantastic highlight catches, not just big, tough, strong catches. I mean, you just look at the production and it's mind boggling. I mean, you look at he's on pace for 121 receptions. That would absolutely blow past Jalen Waddle, who had 104 receiver receptions, and that's the rookie record. You look at Eddie Kennison's record for the Rams as yeah. far as overall receiving yards, 924 rookie receiving yards in 1996. I mean, he's going to have so many records by the end of the year, and we're talking about a fifth-round pick, a guy who can be a cornerstone, a pillar of your franchise for years to come. I think this is just one of the big stories, one of the big developments. You talk about Cooper Cup. Back when they drafted him, I'm pretty sure I was the first person on the planet to say he was going to be one of the steals of the draft. You were. That he, I want to compare him to Robert Woods. I said he's more Cooper Cup than Robert Woods just because of the route running and the attention to detail. And he ends up taking Cooper Cup's record for most rookie receptions. Yeah, you're right about that. And you were one of the first, and you are the comp to Cooper Cup, I think is a great one. And you said something a minute ago, too, that I want to circle back to. Dude's tough, right? Like that sometimes when you step into the NFL, it's the, the speed of the game is one thing, the complexity of the game is another thing. The violence of the game is a totally different animal that you have to adjust to that is as rough as all football is, whether it's you know high school, college, or whatever. The NFL is a totally different animal. The NFL is the biggest, strongest, fastest, meanest guys in the world playing this sport, and Puka is not looking to avoid contact. He's a tough guy. He's running tough routes. He's running in the middle of the field. He's willing to put his body in a position where he knows he's going to take a shot to catch the ball. I, I don't think that's something you teach. I don't think that that's something that you coach up. I think you either are or you aren't. And he certainly is. I think that that's why I think the comparison to cup is so good. And not that Robert Woods wasn't tough because he absolutely was and is, but this is that willingness to go in there and do what needs to get done. Right. That did. And this is not a slight at Tutu specifically, but you can't ask him to do that because of his size. And, and, and you know, so Van Jefferson wasn't doing that sort of stuff for this team. This was even Odell, who's a pretty tough guy, was not doing that where you're just constantly in the middle of the field taking shots. 
Yeah, he's really a hybrid tight end, wide receiver, hybrid yeah. cub, Robert Woods. But yeah, we're going to throw out our grades for Puka Nakua. We're going to talk about more Rams rookies. They're going to impact this team for the future, what that means for this roster. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, so the game's going on, and it goes to halftime. It's the two-minute warning. It's over, and you're thinking, eh, you know, I don't have enough to eat in the house. I don't have enough to feed myself. Maybe some guys came over to hang out. This is where DoorDash comes in. This is why you have to have that DoorDash app on your phone so you can order your pizza, your wings, your soda, your burgers, even if you just forgot buns, right? Maybe you're making some dogs on the grill. You're like, oh, my gosh, I forgot the buns. Get on the DoorDash app and Fix it, right? This is what it's there for. And you can get up to 50% off, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change in terms apply. Or you think, you know what? I want to go to that local spot. Of course, there's the change. You can order your grocery stores and all that. But I love my Bistro K in my neighborhood. There's all sorts of things. There's wings. There's crab cakes. There's all this stuff that you can order from your local spots that you love the most. And you don't have to do anything other than open up that DoorDash app. Again, DoorDash app on your phone. Don't forget to use that code LOCK23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to chains, turns apply. And we're off running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for being Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We also want to always send that special shout out to those everyday listeners. We see you down below in the comments. We appreciate those comments talking about how you watch every single episode, how you wait for every episode. Travis, we had someone that said they wait for every single episode every day. They can't get their day started like their cup of coffee. So we appreciate you down below. Yeah, so definitely, absolutely, guys. You can join the Everyday Listeners Club, too. Membership is free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, we're going to pick up on these rookies, pick up on Pugunakua, throw out that grade. I think this is an easy one. He's the valedictorian. He's the honor roll student. I got the bumper sticker on my car. My wide receiver is an honorable student at NFL middle <laughs> so school, right? Stadium. He gets an A for me. Puka Nakua, an absolute A. I know I keep saying I'm going to get those Puka shells, but really, I'm kind of cheap. And also, I'm waiting for my rewards. I'm a rewards member at Claire's at my local mall, and I got to wait till I get the points up, and I'm going to get it. But one of these days, I'll get those Puka shells, Travis. I think Claire's is this place you go to get Puka shells, and a, a, a non-paid endorsement for Claire's to go out and uh, get your puka shells for sure. Get get some puka shell earrings while you're there too. Why not? Get the whole All set. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So he gets an A for me. He's been fantastic. There's no doubt about that. But this next guy is the player that we talked a lot about this summer and the one that we expected to really lead that class. And he still had a really good year. He's been very solid. And he's Mr. Steve Avila. And he started all nine games. He currently owns a PFF grade of 59.4, 58 for run blocking, 59.8 for pass blocking. He's allowed 23 pressures, two sacks, and a team high 599 offensive snaps. And that's the first number I'm going to focus on is those 599 offensive snaps. He has been a stable player. He's been a rock for that offensive line has had some rough moments at times, which is to be expected for a rookie in the NFL. But I've been very impressed with his rookie season. He's played beyond his years as far as the talent level and a production level. We can talk so much about quarterbacks and wide receivers and guys that can go get the quarterback edge and all the things that are so important, shut down corners and, and all of that is great. And all of that's incredibly important. But if the five guys up front aren't good, 
it doesn't matter a whole lot, right? If the five guys on your offensive line don't work together and they're not tough and they're not available more and more and more, the thing's going to break. Look, what what started this whole cascade of the Rams going into this little tailspin over the last few weeks from going from three and three to three and six, I don't think it's a, it's a coincidence that Rob Havenstein has missed two of those three games. He is the kind of the cornerstone of this offensive line. Rob Havenstein's been around the block a few times. He's not going to be here forever and ever. You need to start building new cornerstones on that offensive line. And I think they got one with Avila. Avila is an NFL player. He was from the day that he showed up. He is tough. He's big. He's strong. He's aggressive. He's nasty. He's all these things that you want in your offensive linemen. They're going to be growing pains. It's a difficult position to play. You know, it's the NFL, like we talked about with Puka a minute ago. NFL football is different than high school football. It's different than college football. It's more complex. It's more physical. And there's going to be a learning curve and it can be steep at times. So there's going to be mistakes. And I think that's understandable and, and and something that you just live with and hope that they become less and less frequent as you go through. But uh, I, I agree with you that Puka's the number one draft winner at the halfway point, but I don't think Steve Avil is too far behind. If, if Puka was your valedictorian, then, you know, uh, Steve Avila got a B plus on one test and just missed. Yeah. And I think long-term Travis, we could say that the stability he provides sure. and the impact on the offensive line could be equal to that of Puka Nakua in the long run. And the most important thing is that they have hit on both of these guys. One being a gem, one being the high pick. The high pick is the one that everyone's going to remember. That's the one that's going to be magnified. I think you look at this Rams offensive line. They're trying to build a tougher, more aggressive offensive line, a bigger girthier one, more of a gap scheme than the zone blocking scheme. And this is something I think that is a positive development for this team. Also love the fact, too, that Steve Avila, every time they score a running play, he grabs the ball and spikes it. <laughs> Are you, would you be a big too. spike guy on a TD? I'm more of a worm guy or take the sharpie out and sign it but are you i'd like to see avila do the worm that would be pretty great i think <laughs> you should try that that'd be an all-timer man. that'd be an all-timer man trying not trying on the richter scale there but uh, <laughs> next one we got byron young so byron young 77th overall pick in the third round well, kind of an older rookie fell to them at that pick really because of his age at 25, 39 combined tackles, five sacks, two tackles for a loss, two forced fumbles this season, second on the Rams in sacks behind Aaron Donald. He said the second most pressures with 31 and quarterback hurries with 16. He's someone that didn't start as fast and come out of the gates as strong as Puka and Steve Avila, but he's picked it up as the season's gone along and he's been terrific his rookie season. I want to get into Byron Young in just one second, but I, you, you said something that I think I want to go back to with Avila very quickly. They had to hit on him. It had to happen because they, think about what they've done on the offensive line over the last few. They completely swung and missed with Logan Bruss. So, you know, with, with their high draft pick, right, their highest draft pick a couple of years ago, just didn't work. You know, it, it very quickly didn't work. Go back to Joe Nopum, who was supposed to be the heir apparent and left tackle didn't work you can't go 0 for 3 on the offensive line and they didn't they nailed it with uh with steve avila so i just it was imp not not just that they needed a play but they missed on their last couple of linemen so it was very important that he hit as far as byron young goes i think what's most exciting about him is it's kind of the opposite of what's happened with puka and and avila Puka and Avila started very high and have started to kind of do this a little bit, which is kind of typical with some rookies, and I expect them to kind of bounce back and get back to that high level again. Still very bullish on both of those guys. But Young started out as – I think I even said it to you at one point, D-Mac. I can't wait to, to see him play when he knows what he's doing. 
it, yeah. it, it, it feels like he's starting to understand that he's has very specific job to do that. It's not just, you know, go get the quarterback. That's still it, but you got to go get the quarterback and follow the rules simultaneously. And it's starting to happen. You're starting to see him get to the quarterback more often. And perhaps more importantly, you're starting to see him out of position less often. You're not seeing him get, you know, deked inside or outside. He's where he's supposed to be far more often than he was at the early part of the season. His his trend is moving up. The stock is, is, is increasing in value. I think he's been another one that's been an incredibly good find for the Rams and somebody that's going to make an impact for them for, for quite some time. 100%. I think of all these players, too, he's the one that impacts where they're going to go in the draft because let's oh, sure. say they the high pick and he didn't perform the way he has. They're probably going to target an edge rusher. Now they're in a position where you can go after a potential franchise left tackle. If Marvin Harrison is available, if you get to pick high, maybe they go that round. You couple him with a Puka Naku and a Cooper Cup and really kind of set that franchise receiver. So it really opens up their options as far as the draft pool. But yeah, I don't think that can be overstated enough. It's a great point about Steve Avila is that if they had whiffed on that Ooh. pick based Ooh. on brush, based on no boom, based on some of these picks that we've seen in recent years with less need, the pitchforks would be out. And no one's really given Steve a ton of credit for it, but it's a situation where the fact that they're not saying anything at all tells you that it's been a successful pick. So that's a great point. And had they had whiffed on that, there would be some big issues that really could have set this team back as far as the direction of the franchise and what they do in the draft. But Travis, coming up in our last segment here, we're going to continue to break down these rookies, throw out some more grades. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. So we spent a lot of time talking together here on the pod. We get fired up together on wins and we kind of, you know, commiserate together on losses, who starts these games, who sits these games out. And I'm very grateful for the connection that everybody has here on the pod with DMAC and myself. And today I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications, right? You realize what that means. Being on extended travel, being on a natural disaster or supply chain, you're covered, right? You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, uh, Revitio prescriptions, all this possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. And you can go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. But you got to remember to use that promo code locked on at checkout for your discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half in order to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. Also ordered an antibiotic kit. And now I feel secure. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. And I highly recommend this for everybody. So if you or someone you love would like to get peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, you can go to jacemedical.com. Excuse me, let me say that again. Jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use your promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Again, that's jacemedical.com. J A S E medical.com. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday. Free and available wherever your podcast, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So to pick up on these grades, Steve Avila, 
I'm going to give him an A minus. Sure. I'm going to give Byron Young a B plus right up there. The Dean's list is Puka. The honor roll is those two. And then Kobe Turner is right up there as well. Yeah. I mean, number 89 pick in the third round with Greg Gaines with Ashawn Robinson gone. He's someone that you knew was going to get a role early on. He's appeared all nine games. He made four starts. He has 34 combined tackles, two sacks, two TFLs, two pass deflections. He's fourth most on the pressures list on the team with 13, 10 quarterback hurries right alongside Aaron Donald. He's someone a little undersized as far as weight goes, but love seeing him chase down offensive players with the tackles that he's made. I've been impressed with him as well. I think that what we're talking about with uh, Byron Young, I think you could say the same thing about Turner. I think that where we are through nine games of the season, he's a better football player than he was in week one. He understands the NFL game more than he did in week one. And it, it kind of sounds rudimentary, DMAC. I guess that, you know, you've been in the league for two and a half, three months that you should be better. Not everybody gets better. Not everybody starts to grasp the concepts necessarily, and I think that he does. I, I think you're right that with the, some of those guys that weren't there, Ashawn Robinson, like you mentioned, that there was an opportunity there, and I think he sees it. Now, he needs to continue to improve, right? I think that he is a little bit undersized, like you mentioned. That I would love to see somebody really kind of grab the reins because Aaron Donald is still really good, but – as good as he is, somebody else needs to take advantage of the fact that AD is getting doubled and sometimes even tripled. And I think both Young and Turner can take even more advantage of that. I'm pleased with what I've seen. I think that they were good picks. I think that they'll continue to develop in this league. But I do think that you need to continue to get better, right? If this is the ceiling of this, it's not good enough. It needs to continue to improve. Exactly. You mentioned that word ceiling, and that's what I was just about to say. I don't think I'm as high on Kobe Turner as far as his ceiling compared to Avila and Puka and Byron yeah. Young, but still the fact that he has really grown into a really solid player. I think he's got sure. some great intangibles too, some of the leadership qualities as well. But then we're going to kind of dive into some of the ones that I bet. I, by the way, I give Kobe Turner pretty much a B minus, something around that, but no one cares about these grades, by the way. I understand that. But when it comes to some of these players that really haven't met our expectations or have been a little bit of a surprise, Trey Tomlinson. Trey Tomlinson, someone that I expect to see on the field a little more, especially with the struggles of Darian Kendrick. And even with him out, you see him going with more Kobe Durant on the outside, Quentin Lake in the slot, Duke Shelley. So we really haven't seen Trey Tomlinson get that runway to have an impact on this team. Yeah, he's really just been a special teams player. We really haven't seen him much uh, in coverage, much in the, the base defense at all. He's been more of a special teamer. And I agree with you, D-Mac. And again, the way the Rams use the preseason, I, I, I fall for it every single year. Every year, I find myself saying, oh, okay, that guy looks pretty good. And then it, it doesn't matter at all. It just deeply, deeply doesn't matter. Because Tomlinson looked like a guy that maybe you could put a little stock in. Maybe somebody that you thought was going to get some, some meaningful snaps. A guy that was going to get to play a little bit in that secondary because there were a lot of opportunities, and he really hasn't. And I think you can kind of read between the lines right there. Uh, Sean McVay sees him every day in practice, right? Uh, Raheem Morris sees him every day in practice. They're watching the film carefully. They know what they're looking at. And if it's not happening, it's not like the rest of the Rams defensive backs are lighting the world. You know, there's not a bunch of Deion Sanders and Jalen Ramsey's over there that are, are, are setting the world on fire. And if he can't get out there with some of these other guys, I think that does tell us something along the way. He is young. He is learning. Uh, I like his aggressiveness. I like kind of his, his swagger along the way. But I thought that we would have had a little bit more out of him by this point, and we really haven't gotten it. 
I agree with you. And I think that he still has the talent. He's a pit bull. He's a dog. I think that when he gets his opportunity, quarterback's not the easiest position is to step right in there. You need your reps. And I yeah. think when the time comes, the way this season's going, if it goes south, he's someone they might plug right in and really start that process of trying to take him to the next level and develop him. Now, the other one too, Zach Evans. Zach Evans is someone that we heard all about the talent, the upside, the fact that he could have been a first-round pick in some universes had things broke Obviously right for him. Not. And you lose Kyron yeah. Williams. And really, the surprising thing for me is the Rams have done everything in their power to not get him on the field, right? Go out there. You get Royce Freeman, Miles Gaskin. You bring back Daryl Henderson. You really didn't give Zach Evans this opportunity. My guess is really probably is not as polished as a run blocker. They kind of redshirt running backs. But you're kind of wasting that first year of his rookie contract, in my opinion. Well, Get ready every day or say it with me. I'm going to go by what you do, not by what you say, right? They don't play him. They took Daryl Henderson out of a literal flag football league rather than play Zach Evans. Okay. So, I mean, that, that kind of lets you know, right? You can tell me, oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Is he going to play? Oh, hell no. Get the flag football guy. It's, it's okay. So yeah, if a first rounder, uh, if a, if a first rounder, can't beat out a guy in a local flag football league. I don't think he's a first rounder. He, he is what he is, right? Well, maybe he'll develop, but we look, Cam Akers is on a different team. Kyron Williams is hurt. Ronnie Rivers is hurt. Royce Freeman elevated from the practice squad. Daryl Henderson pulled off of his own couch in flag football league. So I think we have our answer on Evans. Yeah, and honestly, I think you could have tried to fast-track his development. Not compare him to Bobby sure. Miller or saying he's that type of prospect, but when the opportunity was there, you plugged him in there, kind of fast-tracked the development. Maybe you have done that with Zach Evans. They decided not to. Now, last one we're going to talk about, of course, is punters are people, too. Ethan Evans, a booming leg, and he's been really, really solid. He's been really impressive. I really liked him. I think he's going to be the punter of the future for the Rams. Yeah, look, you need somebody back there that can do exactly what it is that he's doing. When you need to flip the field, he can flip the field. When you need that big one that goes from, you know, your own 10-yard line to the other team's 20, he can give you that one. I think if he gets a little bit better with his directional punting, I think that you're on to something. But, yeah, I, I, put it this way. It doesn't feel like he's going to be gone anytime soon. It doesn't feel like that's a position that you're going to be on the market for the way that they have been uh, with kickers this season. That this they, They've got that locked down. I think he's a good player. I think he'll be here for a while. I agree with you. Yeah, and honestly, he's from Punter U in Wingate. Just update on Punter U. 7-3 overall. Excellence is the standard. Hashtag one dog. They just beat Lenore Ryan. And they were unbeaten. They beat them. That was their rival. Last minute touchdown. So yeah. it's going good for our Bulldogs at Wingate, Travis. Look, I, I, I think everybody knew that, Doug. I didn't want to embarrass everybody by telling them stuff that they already knew. But uh, <laughs> yes, the, that, that big win over Lenore was at the, on the tip of everybody's tongue. Can I just throw something in there real quick? The fact that we didn't even talk about Stetson Bennett in this is ridiculous. Right. And, and not not ridiculous on our part, but ridiculous that he is so far off of the, the, the grid that he's got. And look, I don't know what's going on with the guy. And maybe it's something very serious. And I'm not trying to pile on him. But my point is, you took a quarterback in the fourth round when he would have probably been available to sign as an undrafted free agent. You clearly had backup quarterback issues and he never even put on a uniform during the regular season, that's a huge failure. It's a huge failure and something that needs to be mentioned. 
100% Travis and look the reality there is as good as this draft has been that what would really have tied a boat on it would have been had they addressed that back in quarterback position with someone that they could trust there that you have on a rookie scale contract that would have gone a long way you wouldn't have to deal with this Carson Wentz situation you wouldn't have to deal with this Brett Rippon situation look yes he's dealing with circumstances that appear to be outside of football related issues and you wish him well but at the moment it's definitely a whiff pick but that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers on X at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams house?